Welcome to Education, Leadership, and Beyond, Surviving and Thriving. My name is Andrew Murata, host of the show, and it is show number 213. Happy to be live here on Facebook with you. If you're on the show, jump on live with us. Leave us a question or a comment. Uh, proud member of the Education Podcast Network, as well as Voice Ed Radio Canada. Wherever you are taking in your podcast, I'm pumped to be on. I'm pumped to be with you. Thanks for your support. How about a positive comment? Those comments, those ratings, all that stuff helps a positive uh, comment on the podcast, whether on iTunes or on uh, Facebook or wherever. Uh, those things help. So uh, I would appreciate that. Show number 213, Danny Steele. Danny Steele is going to be with us today. Uh, principal uh, near Birmingham, Alabama, Homewood Middle School. Danny and I connected at the uh, class conference some years ago. Danny's an author. He is uh, doing great things and, and really just a, a, a fantastic guy. Looking forward to talking to Danny in just a moment. No sponsor today, but I did want to share. Uh, I am doing a, uh, a book release Twitter chat. So there it is. There's a little commercial. It's going to be Thursday, June 30th, 7 o'clock. Myself and Larry Dake, Dr. Dake from Binghamton, we each have new books out. Mine is Tales from the Hardwood, uh, Leadership Lessons from My Time on the Court as a Men's Division I Basketball Official. Uh, but we're doing a chat together, so join us. The hashtag is going to be Survive Thrive, and that's June 30th, 7 o'clock, me and Dr. Dake. So a little uh, uh, commercial there. And also, I'm running a special on my website. I'm not a book salesman, but um, I wanted to just share. We're doing a buy one, get one on my website. You buy any book you want and just email me or, or DM me or whatever and say, hey, I ordered Tales from the Hardwood. I want a copy of the principal. I ordered the principal. I want a copy of the school leader. Whatever it is uh, you order, just let me know and we will double that up for you. I appreciate uh, that support. And uh, it's summertime. So what better time to get reading? The opening concept before we meet Danny here. It is summertime. It is warmer. It is time to get outside. It is get time to get moving. And I love this quote from my friend, Dr. Rob Gilbert, about movement. Right? It's the end of the school year here in the Northeast. Kind of people are just ready for it to, to, to be over. They're ready to catch their breath. Um, but I challenge you. I challenge you to get movement. Dr. Gilbert, uh, again, this quote. Your movement changes your moods, your actions changes your attitudes, and your motions change your emotions. I'll say that one more time. Your movements change your moods, your actions change your attitudes, and your motions change your emotions. And uh, I'm someone blessed with the power of ADD. I like to move. I like to walk. And um, I think it's important that we do move, right? You're having a bad day. Something's wrong. You take a walk in the morning time, right? Here in the Northeast, it's cold and dark in the morning. Well, summertime, it's a little different. Get out, get moving, and start your day with movement. Have movement in your day. One of my favorite things to do as a school leader is to walk and talk, whether I'm talking with a student, parent, teacher. Um, so, uh, you know, just the, the recommendation of having movement in your life and, and getting out of it. I'm in a chair right now, and I'm looking forward to when I'm done with the podcast, being up and being moving. All right, enough of me talking. Let's bring uh, Danny into the program. I got to move a couple things around, and uh, we're going to bring in Danny Steele from 
Birmingham, Alabama, Homewood Middle School. Danny, welcome to the program. Thanks, Andrew. Good to be here. Appreciate Good you having to have me. you. It's only been a couple of years to try to get you on with your busy schedule. <laughs> no, I appreciate the opportunity. <laughs> yeah, no, happy Danny and uh, a big fan of your work for many years now and, and was happy to meet you in person there in Birmingham. So, Danny, I know you've been out a couple of weeks down there in Alabama, uh, but how are you? How, how did you end your school year? Uh, it was good. Um, you know, the end of the year, as you know, as a principal, it's always a bit hectic. You're trying to, um, you know, hiring is the most important thing we can do as a principal, really, is to get the right folks in place. So interviewing and hiring, um, you know, starting to work on the master schedule. Um, so it's a, it's a busy time, but we ended well. Um, we had uh, a number of retirements, so it was nice to celebrate the great legacy of some of the folks who have been doing the work for a lot of years. Um, but you know, it's summer is a nice time to recharge. So, um, ready for, uh, ready to start planning for the next school year. That's right. A quick turnaround. Danny, what'd you think of the opening concept there about movement? Oh, it's important. I, you know, in grad school, I remember hearing this acronym MBWA, um, and you know, management by walking around or management by wandering around. And so, you know, obviously exercise is is important for well-being and stress reliever and all sorts of things about a healthy lifestyle outside of work. But inside of work, um, it's it's an important part of how you do your job. I mean, I have a nice office here, but I don't like being in my office. I like walking the halls. You know, I probably average four to five miles a day um, at work, just walking the halls. So um, it's important. It's obviously good for your health. But in terms of in my capacity as a school leader, it's how you build relationships. You know, you don't build relationships, as you know, through email, sitting at your desk, you do it talking to folks in the hallway and connecting with kids and staff members. So it's important for a whole lot of reasons. I agree with you on that. Danny, uh, first year at Homewood Middle School, right, right near Birmingham. How did things go your first year? Give me uh, one, one victory and one kind of like, oof, that, that wasn't good. I'm not going to do that again. Um, the first of all, I, I'm very, very fortunate to be here. It's an amazing school. We have a great supportive district and board um, sort of inherited a great staff. And um, so um, I think the the hardest thing that was a struggle was just there was we were, I wasn't the only one new. We had new APs. And so that turnover in administration, you know, just can lead to some you know, there's some things that we fumbled, either school programs or lack of communication. That sort of learning curve about being new in the building, um, you know, that was a that stretched me a little bit. And so I'm very excited to get going in the second year where I've got my sort of my Homewood Middle School legs under me. Um, something that was really gratifying that was just sort of part of the second semester is just coming out of the pandemic, that it was so nice to just be normal, to do things, to have you know, assemblies recognizing kids or our teachers do re remarkable things to create fun learning experiences for kids, uh, whether it's 50s days for uh, a 50s day party for the sixth graders. Um, our eighth grade history teachers coordinated a Greek fest to celebrate mm -hmm. ancient Greece. Um, seventh grade did this math carnival outside. All of these really cool things for kids that are memorable and engaging. But for the last couple of years, they couldn't do them. 
So that was really, that was a nice way to end on a high note is just doing like normal things with kids and staff members. It was a, it was a, it was a good way to end the year. Amazing how much we missed that stuff uh, while we were going yeah. through it and, and good to have you talking about it. Um, so talk to me about your planning. You have new APs, you're going into your second year. How do you do it? Do you have a meeting where everyone's around? Do you have the calendar? How, you know, where do these ideas and say, you know, like, what do you start with? How do you get going with that planning? Uh, part of it's in the context of a new strategic plan that our district is engaged in. And so we're right on sort of on the front end. We're working through that this year. So we had a leadership retreat with all the district leadership last week. And so we're all into teams. And so that's part of the learning process is working through some of the strategic planning. Um, our, I spent about an hour and a half walking around with one of our new APs this morning, walking around the facility, um, just getting him acquainted to the building. Uh, so he's not, he doesn't come on officially until the beginning of July for us to sit down and sort of have teams. But there'll be... Um, you know, we'll sit down, look at the master calendar, kind of map out some of the big stuff, um, sort of fine tune what everyone's unique responsibilities are, what their roles. Um, but I'm also working on trying to, you know, do some things that are a bit different that um, we didn't have a chance to do last year. Um, uh, Going to try to send some handwritten notes, postcards to some of our rising sixth graders. Um, but that'll take, you know, a lot, it's a lot of time writing those notes. Um, so that's an example of something little we're trying. Um, uh, we've got, I think we probably have most of our staff nailed down, but you know, we've got, we're working on uh, sixth grade orientation stuff for our new sixth graders. Um, I've got to meet with our new PTO president. You know, it's just like, it's just a myriad of things that you're wanting to sort of lock in. Yeah, getting ready for the next year, but it's important to get those big uh, uh, blocks first and, and certainly do some different things. Uh, Danny, you mentioned uh, that you hired a new AP and you also spoke about hiring in the beginning. What are two or three things that you look for, whether it's an administrator or a teacher or, or a support staff? Like you said, ooh, that's what I'm looking for. What are two or three major characteristics? Some non-negotiables uh, are, I want someone that loves kids. Uh, if you're, if you're in a, if you're interviewing to be an, an admin, you also need to love and care about the adults. Because as you know, once you become an admin, that's like your new mission is to build relationships with the staff in the building. Um, uh, I, I want someone that's committed to collaboration, uh, working well with others. You don't have to like be best friends with your colleagues, but bottom line, when people collaborate, when the adults work well together, the kids benefit. Uh, and then third, I'm looking for someone that brings positive energy in the building. Um, you know, I don't want people to be Pollyanna. We're not going to ignore every, we, everyone deals with adversity. We got challenges, but when you got a good mindset, when you're committed to bringing good energy in the building, it just puts you in the right state of mind to solve the problems. And it makes you a better colleague, makes you enjoy work and certainly makes you more enjoyable to work with. So those are a couple um, kind of non-negotiables for me. I love it. We actually listen for the words. They say, you know, I love kids. They, you know, we want to hear them say it uh, and not dance around it. Our friend Matt Hodge uh, from Alabama is uh, watching. Matthew, welcome and, and certainly jump in. Uh, as well. He's always got the great shoes. Uh, 
Danny, outside of school, uh, you're doing some, some work. You've, you've written a number of books. Very impressive. How, how do you kind of carve out the time to do that? What's your strategy in terms of writing? You know, you, you have a meeting, you go to the gym, you're going to your kids' games. And, oh, let me write a book. Like, is that something you schedule? How do you do it? No. Well, the sort of the genesis of all of this had, had, goes back to Twitter. Um, I was at a, a stage in my career about six years ago where um, I had a little bit of kind of excess professional energy and looking for some outlets. And so I started connecting with folks on social media and, and someone taught me how to start a blog. And so I kind of found my voice uh, just through uh, putting out tweets and writing little blog posts. Uh, I discovered that what I had to say resonated with some folks and that there was an audience. Um, and it, it was, it was gratifying. It was fulfilling for me. And so that's kind of the, certainly the first couple of books with Todd Whitaker, it, it kind of was a springboard from just stuff I was tweeting about. Um, it doesn't take much to inspire me in a school. You know, if you have your head on a swivel, there's moments of awesomeness all around. And so I would just try to capture those, you know, in 240 characters or less. Or sometimes um, I might tell a story from earlier in my career in a little in a couple paragraphs that I posted as a blog. And a lot of those things just sort of found those way into sort of an extended form. Um, when you get to a point where you're reaching with, you know, working with an editor and, and trying to put stuff, put chapters together, then you have to, I would take time to, you know, I might go to Starbucks and work for an hour or two on a Saturday morning. Um, but it was not, I, I was never like diligent and methodical about some authors will get up and work from five to seven every morning. Yeah. And I, I was never that disciplined. So more, more the artistic side versus yeah. the scientific side. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of right as I'm inspired. Yeah. And how, when those ideas pop in, right? I always, I, I have it right here, right? I always got my, my black book here and I got my phone, but do you write the ideas down? Do you have a list or, cause as quick as the idea came in, it, it could go away too. Well, yeah, sometimes, sometimes I would make a note in my phone um, about a story or a thought would come to me and I might put it down. Um, uh, if you're, you know, when you're just writing a short blog, that I, that's something I could maybe crank out in, an, you know, in an hour after school or something or one Saturday afternoon, a thought comes to me and I would just type out a couple paragraphs. Um, uh, but I also... Uh, when I started on Twitter um, six, six or seven years ago, um, I started keeping a list, a catalog of, of my tweets that seemed to be successful, that people cared about. Um, and, and I sort of started cataloging them in, in different categories of students or teachers or culture, or leadership. And, um, and after five or six years, you know, I had like, you know, 1500 of these. Wow. And so that was that's kind of how I was able to put together those last two books on, you know, just the 365 quotes a day for teachers and 365 quotes a day for school leaders. It was because I was able to just compile those from the stuff I'd cataloged over the years from Twitter. Yeah. Well, good for you for capturing that and 
you know, I think part of leadership is creativity. You don't hear that much. You're starting to hear it more uh, about that. So, um, but I agree with that. And yes, Kelly, I always do have the, uh, the notebook here. Uh, if you don't write it down, you're not going to remember it. Yeah. Danny, you have some great stuff out there. If you Google your name, again, the books come up. They're there. What are you, what are you most proud of uh, with these, the books that you've written? Um, you, you know, if, if someone tells me that, that something I've said or written has inspired them uh, or carried them through a day or picked them up when they were down or reminded them of their purpose, uh, maybe reinvigorated them professionally a little bit, um, that's, that's what's most meaningful. Um, but to tell you the truth, I mean, there's nothing more more meaningful than the relationships that I've built. And so ultimately what lights my fires when I feel like I'm, you know, it's the people that are right in front of your face. Um, you know, your teachers that you see every day. Um, that's, you know, that's my number one profession. And, uh, that's, that's what I'm most committed to. But anytime I feel like I've made a difference for someone, inspired them a little bit, maybe, um, that's, that's rewarding to me. Yeah. Yeah. I concur with that. Danny, if you would, you know, we talked a little off air about impact and, and someone meaning to you. And one of your first teachers, your eighth grade science teacher, had a deep impact on you. And you recently, almost just 20 minutes ago, just had a chance to read his obituary. Uh, do you yeah. want to share a little bit about that story? And uh, yeah, uh, I'm sorry for throwing you a curveball, but it was powerful how you shared. No, that. that's that's all right. Um, when I talk to folks, I will oftentimes talk about my eighth grade science teacher. And in my office still on my bookshelf, I've got a, a, a rock box. And it's something I made in the eighth grade in 1984 uh, in, in middle school. And it's the only school project I ever cared about. And Mr. Navarra was kind of this old grouchy guy, but he loved rocks. That was his hobby. It was his passionate. And and he would travel around the country in the summer collecting rocks. And uh, and so he had us build this project. It's kind of like the culminating thing. I'm sure he talked about other stuff throughout the year. All I remember him talking about is rocks. <laughs> and the significance for me, though, is that it was his passion and his enthusiasm for this that, that inspired me. And, like, if you can get a 12-year-old boy fired up about rocks, then you got it going on as a teacher. And so I saved that rock box. It, it stays there on my shelf as kind of a testament to the power of, of passion and caring deeply about what you do. And so I show, I, I oftentimes will show a picture of this rock box. And it occurred to me, it could be powerful if somehow I could find a picture of him. And so I've spent a few days trying to talk to the principals of those old schools that are there now to see if they have old yearbooks. I've been trying to connect with old classmates because this is in Georgia and I live in Alabama now. And I contacted like a local historian there and she sent me a link just about an hour ago to his obituary. And I figured that he had passed away years ago because he was an old man in the early eighties. Um, and so I was able to see this picture of him. It's exactly as I remembered. Um, but it, reading the obituary almost brought me to tears. Um, there was a picture of his, of his gravestone. Um, I wish he passed away in 2006. 
I wish I could have visited him, uh, you know, before then and told him what he meant to me. And I don't think he had any kids of his own, but clearly he touched a lot of lives. I mean, this dude, this was 39 years ago that he taught me. And just reading his obituary was so, uh, I don't know, it was, it was just moving to me. And reminder once again about the power of teachers and the role that we have when we are absolutely fired up about what we do. The impact can be absolutely transformative. So, um, yeah, that's kind of what was fresh on my mind when we connected uh, right before the podcast here. Yeah, and you can tell how emotional it is to you. And, and it is an emotional uh, work that we do. And so kudos to you for sharing that. Kudos to you for tracking that down. Bring the box with you when you speak. Shake it and share that passion. And that's a great story, Dan. Yeah, beautiful stuff. Danny, I know you you feel inspired after that now, but what are some things that you do as a leader, as a father, as a writer, to continue to sharpen your saw? I, you know, I love I, when I first got on Twitter. I, I, I was fairly cocky as a principal back. You know, I thought I kind of knew what I was doing, and then I got on Twitter and and found out what principals in Minnesota were doing, in Wisconsin, and California, and New York, and Pennsylvania. And I'm like, I'm the nobody. Like these people are doing like ridiculously awesome things in their school with their faculty and with their students. And so exposing myself to what great leaders are doing around the country just it fires me up. Um, uh, go, you go to conferences sometimes and you hear people and it just kind of reignites a fire. Um, but to tell you the truth, um, what in, I, I get inspired just walking around our school. I mean, we have such amazing teachers. Um, there's this line. Did you, do you remember that movie from the movie that, that movie from the nineties, as good as it gets with Helen Hunt? Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. So Jack Nicholson is this, you know, he's got OCD and he's got all these weird issues. And Helen Hunt is this waitress, Carol, and he's got like a, a kind of a crush on her. They're out at this restaurant and he says something mean to her and she's about to get up and walk out on him at the restaurant. And he, he says, no, sit down. She says, well, pay me a compliment right now or I'm leaving. And so he's like, OK, but sit down. And so he's thinking. And he says, OK, I've got a real good compliment for you. He says, you know, uh, I've got this issue, this thing like the therapist says I need to take medicine. I'm supposed to take pills, but I hate taking these pills. I hate them. And so I don't want to. But my compliment for you, Carol, is that two weeks ago I started taking my pills. And she says, how is that a compliment for me? <laughs> And he says, you make me want to be a better man. And, you know, she just kind of wilts in her chair. Mm. And she says, that might be the nicest thing anyone has ever said to me. And so the analogy here is, as a principal, you see such awesome folks in the building every day. My teachers make me want to be a better principal. And they make me want to be better for them because they're so freaking awesome for their kids. Um, so I do get inspired, you know, connecting with others on social media and reading blogs and books and going to conferences. But it doesn't take much to be inspired for me just walking down the halls of our school. 
you look what's right in front of you. Yeah, yeah, beautiful, Dan. Danny, talk to me about balance. How do you balance, uh, you know, the, the, all the things you're doing as a principal, the writing, your children? How do you balance it all? Well, I've, I've said many times that um, I'm willing to be a mediocre principal if I have to be, but I'm not willing to be a mediocre husband or a mediocre dad. Mm. And I hold out hope that I can excel in both categories. But, um, you know, ultimately, m my priority is my family. And we're passionate about our work, but ultimately, that's a job to support our family. And so I hope to always keep that in perspective. Um, there were times early in my, early in the Twitter thing that I'm sure that I, that things got out of perspective. And my wife was wanting to know why I was always on these Twitter chats at night. I'd have like three Twitter chats going at once. Mm. And um, so I can't say I've always had it in, in balance, but, but it, that's something that we have to keep reminding ourselves of. Um, I have, uh, you know, frankly, in the last few years, I've not done, I've had some job transition. I haven't done as much writing. Um, you know, if you go to my, my blog, my website, you'll see I've not posted a blog in months. Um, but yeah, the biggest thing is, is family's always got to be first. And I tell everyone that I ever work with, um, I want you to be passionate about what you're doing here from eight to three. Uh, and I know sometimes you're grading papers and planning lessons after the time, but don't, but family trumps everything. I agree with you on that. And you do have to work at the bounds. It's never, uh, never perfect there. And, uh, um, Hey man, maybe we'll get writing, uh, together because your stuff is, is really good. Uh, Danny, are you a morning warrior or a night owl? Where, do, where are you at your best? Morning from, from about, 8.30 to 8.45, I can crush it in the morning. <laughs> that 15 minutes, I will knock it out of the park. <laughs> Everything you know, else after that's just... I'm, I'm, I'm a morning person. I, I get... I'm, I'm so much more productive. There was uh, a day about a month ago. You know how stressful it is the last two weeks of the school year, and I had so much I had to get done, some evaluations to finish. Yeah. Um, I woke up at like three in the morning and I, I learned years ago that if I wake up in the middle of the night thinking about work, um, don't fight it, just come on into work. So I got to work about three 30 or four and I got so much work done before those kids and teachers got here. Um, I don't normally get here that early, but I'm normally here by seven, but, but the morning for sure is the most productive time for me. Yeah. I'm not worth a whole lot after, after carpool. <laughs> Danny, what was something I, uh, you wanted to talk about or you wanted to say that I did not ask you? I don't know. I mean, I, I just uh, appreciate the platform you provide to educators, to leaders, to um, to talk about to leadership, education, teaching. I mean, um, it elevates the profession. Uh, it amplifies, amplifies the voices of others. So I, I appreciate what you do. I It was great to meet you. I mean, you're... Uh, your breakout session um, at class last year was the, it was my favorite session. Uh, and so it was great to connect with you. And I absolutely love the passion that you still have. Uh, everything that you said, everything that you said in that session resonated with me. And so I was, I was very glad to meet you and connect with you. 
Well, clearly, uh, you're a storyteller just listening to you today because they pour out of you uh, naturally, uh, whether it was the movie or the, the thing about the rocks. Uh, you're a storyteller. Um, well, stories impact me. And so, uh, you know, hopefully when I tell them, they're easy for people to listen to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, clearly we have a couple things in common. Danny, let's get rolling. Let's get to rapid fire. Uh, I know you have some stuff in front of you, and so and I. These are rapid-fire questions. Uh, something uh, uh, that comes to your head immediately after hearing the question, are you ready? I'll do my best. Here we go. Last uh, book you read? Um, Unwind. Hmm, you recommend it? It's a, it was something I asked one of my English teachers, seventh grade English teachers, what's your favorite novel to teach? She's been teaching 23 years, and this is the one she said. And so it's a, it's a middle school novel. Yeah, I think it's very, very intriguing, very thought-provoking prov novel for middle schoolers. Yeah, let me get my kids on that. Maybe I'm going to read it too. Last movie you saw? Uh, Maverick, Top Gun. Favorite dish? Um, pizza, I guess. In the South? Yeah, I think so. But I'll also say for the last several months, I've tried to do a lot more plant-based. Mm. Uh, I've been doing a lot of cooking and experimenting with different recipes. So um, I've not been eating as much pizza lately, but for the last 51 years, that's probably been the thing I eat the most of. That's got flour in it. That's a grain. That's, that's, that's plant-based. <clears throat> yeah. Tomatoes? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good to hear. Hey, listen, I know Birmingham's got a ton of uh, uh, great restaurants and breweries down there, so. Um, your favorite place to travel? Uh, best vacation I've ever had in my life. We took a family trip about six, seven years ago to Hawaii. Mm. Um, other than the honeymoon with my wife uh, 29 years ago, that family trip to Hawaii was a trip of a lifetime. So many great memories, really, really expensive. But if you can save up for a couple decades, it's a great trip. A journal or a blog you subscribe to? Uh, surviving and Thriving is a great one. Your favorite stress reliever? Uh, working out, exercise. Yeah, got to move. What's a pet peeve of yours? You talked about a lot of passions. What's a pet peeve? Um, people who just complain, who just, like, we all have to vent from time to time to our friend or behind closed doors. Um, we all have bad days, but we don't need to vent everywhere to everyone all the time. <laughs> so negative energy kind of gets me down. At 8 a.m. on Saturday morning, I feel fill in the black. Invigorated. I love I love Saturday mornings. I'm with you on that. Best purchase under $100 that has had a great impact on your life. My garlic press. It's probably under $10. I told you I've been doing a lot of cooking and like everything is better with fresh garlic, man. If it calls for three cloves, I'm putting in six cloves. Uh, it was, <laughs> my wife tells me that you can actually overdo the garlic, but I use that garlic press like nobody's business. It has transformed my life. The garlic press and Mr. Navarra have had huge impacts on my life. <laughs> I'm going to add an I-O on the end of your name. Stilio, and you'd be, I'd be coming Italian. Uh, and I agree with you on the garlic. Uh, if I were to come into a barbecue at your house this summer and you would say, oh, you have to try the... What would that be? I do these jalapeno poppers. Hadn't done them in a while, but like these jalapenos stuffed with this cream cheese filling wrapped in bacon. Oh, they'll change your life too. A little garlic in there. 
Uh, actually, don't put garlic in those, but but they'll light you up a little bit. They're good. <laughs> Clean out the silence, uh, uh, the sinuses. Yeah. Uh, Auburn, Alabama, or Georgia? I married into an Alabama family. My wife's grandfather was a professor there for 48 years, associate dean of engineering until he passed away in the 92. But yeah, I married into Alabama. So it's a, it's a, in they the, got a decent football team. Just I've heard of them up here in the Northeast. Just yeah. Uh, one thing you're curious about. I'm curious about almost everything. And I've become more curious as I've gotten older. I was a history teacher early in my career, but I absolutely love science now. And I'm curious about us. You know, astronomy is something. I spend time looking at Wikipedia about black holes and um, speed of light, Einstein, everything related to science. I'm, I'm fascinated with that stuff. Love it, bro. Something about Danny Steele that people do not know about. In the early 70s, when I was a toddler, I lived in the Canary Islands. Uh, it's, it's, it, they belonged to Spain, um, so my parents spoke Spanish. And when I was a toddler, I, I was learning a little bit of Spanish and English at the same time. But they're off the coast of West Africa, off the coast of Morocco. Uh, my parents were missionaries there for a few years. So most folks don't know that uh, I was an islander as a little kid. Very cool. Danny, you mentioned writing. You do some speaking. You're you know, uh, if people want to get in touch with you, what was the best way they could do that? Uh, best thing is probably my email, uh, steelthoughts101 at gmail.com. Uh, but certainly on Twitter or Instagram, I'm steelthoughts. Danny, you have two books with 365 quotes in there. Will you, you pick one to end the show with? We've got a few to choose from. Um. Good teachers, and I don't remember which book this one is in, um, good teachers know how to communicate their content. Great teachers know how to connect with their kids. It's all about the relationships. I know you know that. We're going to end on that. Good teachers can teach their content. Great teachers can uh, connect with their kids. This is Danny Steele, everyone. Uh, check him out. Uh, Danny, I appreciate the time today, and uh, congratulations your first year at uh, – at Homewood, and I wish you continued success, my friend. Andrew, I appreciate it. Thanks again for having me on. You stay tight here, uh, and maybe you'll jump back on a, a Twitter chat uh, Thursday. Me and Larry Dake, we're going to do a little book launch there. So that's uh, Thursday, June 30th, 7 p.m. Uh, we're going to sign off here on Education, Leadership, and Beyond, Surviving and Thriving. This was show number 213, Danny Steele. Thank you so much. If, yep. I could, if I could help you in any way, don't hesitate to reach out at Andrew Murata 21 on Twitter. Keep rolling, friends. Danny, you hang on the line a sec. We're going to uh, wrap this show up here. Let's do this. And boom. Take care, everybody.